Welcome to the Space of the Waste, featuring host Melody Edmondson. Do you struggle with the right look to complement your body shape? Have you tried so many different looks and styles only to be disappointed time and again? You've landed on the right program. We'll show you how to make the right style work in your favor. Now, here is Melody Edmondson. Good day. This is Melody Edmondson from The Space of the Waste. Thank you for tuning in to the Variety Channel of Voice America. I am very happy to be here today. And I want to tell everyone that if they have missed some of the sessions and episodes on uh, The Space of the Waste, please go to www.voiceamerica.com and put on the search list the Space of the Waste, or initial C, Melody Edmondson, and you will get my show and you can listen to all the previous shows. Also, I will encourage you to go to the Pinterest boards to find uh, clothing for your body shapes and waist lengths and swimwear and anything that you might need. Today, I am so excited to introduce Shiv and Betty because they are from uh, Big Thinks, and uh, Betty's from Amati. A, she is in charge of marketing and sales promotion and growth projection and uh, consulting about growth. And uh, Shev is the expert at all of the, he together with Chandra Lika, Hazarika, they are the people who founded the company and uh, Shev is the CEO and he is going to talk to us today in depth about all of his tech and he's going to kind of be taken over because you know that's my low point i don't know much about that but i know i love it and i know we need it especially for body shape and waist placement and he definitely has that and his is not in the form of an app so uh it is something that is built into whatever retail source you use so Chev, and I am going to have you take over. <laughs> Thank you, Melody. And that was a wonderful introduction. Thank you. We, what we do at Big Things is very, very simple in its crux. We help you to solve for fit, but we help you do it in two ways. One is with data. Now, the data can tell you in a num- numeric manner how well something's going to fit you but we also do it with visualization. And that's really, really key to seeing how something will look on you. Now, the data-based approach is quite simple. You take two pictures with your smartphone. You don't need an app to do this. This opens inside your mobile web browser, no matter what brand you're shopping with. So the entire thing integrates into the retail process and you don't need a specific app. You don't need to leave the retailer's website. You just buy exactly where you are buying already. The only difference is you take two pictures of yourself and instantly, voila, uh, the app or, or rather the software tells you on the website itself exactly what size you need in any garment as well as how well it's going to fit you. So it gives you a fit score by amalgamating all the different fits on every part of your body. And this includes your your chest, bust, waist, hips, and so on. But this is where the limitation comes in when you're doing it with data. The data can help you choose a great size. It can tell you whether it's a good fit for you or not. 
but it won't show you how it looks if you have a small waist or a balanced waist or a long waist, for example. And this is what we try to do through visualization. These same pictures of yours also create an avatar. This avatar is a digital replica of you. It's CGI, just like in the Hollywood movies, looks exactly like you, has your features and hair and skin tone and measurements. And it's practically a move about, walk about replica of you. So you can have this avatar dance and jump and, and walk the runway if you wanted it to uh, while you're just sitting home on the couch. At the same time, we also digitize clothing into 3D. Now, if you're looking at something online, you're probably wondering how that actually looks on you. But without seeing it in 3D, it's not a replica of a dressing room. And, and you, you want it to be as real as a dressing room from a fit perspective. And that's exactly what we do. When we replicate clothing in 3D, that 3D gets created across every size range digitally. So your avatar can now put on the clothing, can change sizes. And if you have a short waist, for example, you can see that a clothing with a belt is not going to work so well for you because you're going to have fabric bunching up on top of the belt. And this is exactly what we're trying to do. When you see yourself wearing the clothing and you see yourself twirling and dancing, and you may not be doing that stuff in real life every day, but you're certainly going to be walking and you get your avatar to walk and you see how the, the fabric moves with your body when you do, that's when you have an exact idea of what the clothing is going to look like. And it all comes back down to this, that when you've got clothing that looks really great on you and you actually take a decision to buy it, you're not going to be returning it. You're Not only that, you're going to be happier with your purchase and you're going to love the brand you're buying from even more. And that's really the value proposition that we're bringing to brands that are doing Absolutely. And help with this nearing $800 trillion worth of returns in retail. I mean, I have read that it's already planned to be 55% returns in 2021 by the end of the year. I mean, when they give the figures back to me, but we need something to help with these returns because I don't think going into a store is going to return to being the most predominant way of purchasing clothing for a majority of people, particularly the 18 to 42 year olds and you can continue on absolutely so so you you've really nailed the the crux of the problem returns it's a huge huge loss so this is uh the latest stats u.s retailers because of returns last year lost 761 billion dollars i'm not talking million i'm talking a billion dollars that's that's three quarters of a trillion dollars. That's more than the worth uh, and the GDP of many smaller countries. And that's just so, the US. And that's just the US. Now, when you put the world together, this is a way bigger problem than any of us have ever imagined. And it's all because we're returning clothing. Um, and, and it all comes back down to the, the basics of the problem Fashion brands don't design to a standard spec sheet. They, they all decide what their measurements of the clothing are going to be 
and they manufacture these measurements, but they put a label on each of them. And what you see as a consumer is a label that says small, medium, large, or you see a, a zero, two, four, six, ten. Mm -hmm. But you, if you're a ten in one brand and you go and put on a ten on the other brand, it doesn't fit you the same way. It doesn't look the same uh, on you, and that's why you actually end up having favorite brands that you go back to again and again. But and most of them still use the old 1951 hourglass balanced waist narrow body forms, and that's that they take it off of that and they do a missy size and a modern size, and then they make it smaller for the modern. So yes, and then they each tweak it the way they want to tweak it, each designer. And so it ends up that there really isn't a, a good fit for anybody that isn't an average hourglass balanced waisted woman. If you're long-waisted, short-waisted, or, or even if you're an hourglass short-waisted, but you have larger busts, or if you're a double zero and you get a breast implant of a double D, you're not gonna fit into anything. So that all of the sizes, even without plastic surgery, do not fit all of the bodies across the planet. All the planet, and like, I know we're in 160 countries, uh, our show, and, I can't tell you how many people write in about they can't find anything that's properly to, fits them properly and that their alterations can cost $250, you know, just to alter something or 300 or more, you know, whatever that translates into all of the other countries, I don't know. But anyway, continue. Well, yeah, so that's, that's again, something that's super important that you bring up. Now, if, if somebody that's a size zero gets, uh, that gets double D implants, they can't find clothing that fits them. Why not? This clothing does exist, but it doesn't exist in the brands you normally shop from. They probably exist in other brands that are designed for that, but you never know about them because you never tried them. And, and this, yeah. <laughs> and, and this, this is uh, partly what uh, this kind of technology like ours enables you to do. It enables you to find the best brands for your body type, no matter where in the world they're being manufactured and retailed. And uh, you know that when you buy them, they're actually going to fit you. Now, the question comes Wonderful. down to quality. It, it, it may not always be the quality that, that you're used to, or it might be the quality that, that's better than what you're buying. But that's something, unfortunately, you can't uh, testify to online. But at least the size is. So you know it's going to fit. You know it's going to fit well, and all that's left to be seen is whether that brand becomes something that's a repeat feature in your wardrobe. Well, when you say quality, shouldn't it? Isn't it still going to be done by the various departments, whether it's a junior or a missy or a designer or bridge designer, or contemporary, and the price ranges vary. If it's fast fashion, you don't expect for it to be high quality. But if you're buying something and it's from Dolce and Cabana, you expect that to be high quality and not polyester. Because this is my big deal is on some of the sites, they don't have the fabric anymore. And I just was looking on a Saks, which you would expect being such a high-end store would obviously have the fabric down there. I'm not gonna buy something if it's polyester. I'm not gonna buy something unless it's silk or cotton or linen because I don't breathe in it. 
you know, and I think when people, you know, I, I would really like to have all of the measurements of the garment and the stitches to the inch. I mean, that's what I would like, because when I was developing product in a buying office, I had to do those things. And I'd like to know, are there 14 stitches to the inch or are you just going to put eight and call it designer? Because, you know, don't want it. And I don't want to buy polyester for $2,500. Just don't want to do it. So and that's, that's where transparency comes in, right? Now, the brands, uh, if you're buying high fashion and, and you're buying from brands like Dolce & Gabbana and, and Hugo Boss and Prada and Gucci, you, you expect them to be transparent with you and be able to tell you if there are 14 stitches or whether there are eight going in there. And, and this is a, a little bit that we need from the brands also going forward of being a little bit more open about the specifications on the garments that are coming. But the, uh, but the basics that we go back to is that what we're trying to stress here is you're not long, no longer limited by size. Until now, the debate was, should I pick a size 10 or a 12 or an 8? And what's going to fit me? And is it going to fit my waist? And is it going to fit my bust? And, and that was the biggest problem. So if your biggest problem has now changed from that to being whether there are 14 stitches or 8, that's a, a big improvement, I'd say. I would say finding the size is number uno. And if if women can find something that fits their bust, their waist and their butt and their long legs or short legs or a long neck or whatever, long arms, I'm let's let's start there. Let's you know, that's a huge improvement. But what I don't like, and this is really an aside to this, is that sites that are taking away the details. I don't like that because details are important. And in fact, I think they need to add more if you're buying online. Put the shoulder measurements, put the waist measurement, put the hip measurements. If it's got stretch, if it's 100% cotton but has stretch, then you know that maybe you've got three inches you can play with. Or if it has no stretch at all, you know you don't. And I... I understand about sustainability and all of that, but I'm just talking about details for purchasing. I know, I know. And I'll get back on track here because it's very, very important what you're doing in terms of just getting the right size and not having all of these returns. And thank you so much for that, doing that. Is there other, uh, any other texts that you're involved in and, and are all the names under Big Thinks? All the names, uh, well, the parent company is Big Things. Yes. The body scanning product, which does the database measurements, is called Life Size. And, Life and the uh, visualization with the avatars and digital clothing, that product line is called Lifelike. So Life -like. it's, it's designed to be lifelike and an imitation of you. But beyond this, there are other applications and there's been a lot of talk recently about the metaverse, about NFTs, about gaming uh, and how this powers this entire virtual transcendental experience that, that we are going to be undergoing very soon. And, and that's where we're also uh, using our products in a big way. So we do digital fashion and virtual beings that can enter these worlds, no matter yes. who's bringing them to you. So whether you have it uh, Meta or Sandbox or Decentraland and all these other metaverse platforms, 
you can actually use our products and be able to take them into these different metaverses and use them. So you enter it as yourself using your own avatar. You wear your own clothing that you bring from anywhere. You can wear digital only clothing that brands are now starting to produce only for the metaverse. And you can actually purchase and own these assets, even possibly rent them out. And these are all the spheres in which we're, we're getting into. And, wow. And, and then rent you're, them out? Not... You mean like I, I, buy an, I buy an outfit uh, a meta, to wear in the metaverse, a virtual clothing outfit, you know, say I buy Balenciaga dress and instead of paying 10 grand for it, what do I pay? Two grand. And then I can rent it for $500 a wearing or something like that. I rent, yeah. I can rent it. Same thing with you, jewelry you later, <laughs> but yeah, you could. Yeah, absolutely. Can you change your avatar to be long waisted if you're short waisted <laughs> and to be taller if you're shorter? Like if I'm actually, five, seven and a half and I want to be five, <laughs> nine and a half with a long waist and have beautiful skin like yours, I can have darker skin and I well, can do all you, of that if I want. You could. It it wouldn't be true to fit if you did all of that. That's but, true. That's true. But the avatar. But, <laughs> yeah. but but the avatar, yes. If you just wanted a virtual persona, that's yeah. the inner you that, that mm -hmm. you always just wanted to be and, and want to change on a whim. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. So you, well, you can change uh, all of those. I was talking to somebody and she said that you can use these virtual clothing, jewelry, whatever. And when you go on vacation, you can take nothing but a duffel bag and a, your PJs and some flip-flops and a bathing suit and a pair of jeans and a hat. And you can go on vacation and put all these clothes and all this jewelry on. And you don't even, you know, nobody's going to know the difference. And I, and then I wondered if you could do backdrops to show you going places you're really not going and on yachts and a Rolls Royce that you really don't own. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you, you can do that. And, and guess what brands are actually using that tech now um, to be able to shoot catalogs. So um, a lot of the new tech catalog pictures that you're seeing from brands these days in, in several cases now, and you might be surprised there are not real people. These are digital avatars with the clothing draped on them in exotic locations that has all been done on somebody's computer sitting somewhere in, in an office. That's and, right. and yeah, they, they might be on a, on a beach in Ibiza or on a yacht out in the Caribbean, uh, but those people don't exist. The clothing yep. does. Yes. But, but yeah, the, those locations have just been picked out of nowhere. And that's, again, something that you can do in the metaverse. That's why it is so exciting. Yep. Metaverse. Yep. I'm hearing a lot about that. Are there different meta? I mean, there's one metaverse, but different platforms to be in the metaverse. Is that correct? Or how does it work? There is, at this point in time, there are multiple metaverses. Everyone's uh, sort of trying to build their own, but down the line, it's eventually going to merge is what uh, we believe into one mega metaverse where everything happens in there and you can do anything you want. But Betty, I think you, you wanted to also uh, jump yeah, in there. Uh, there are uh, two trends. One is interoperability. So that there are multiple companies developing metaverse and uh, 
they at the moment are not communicating. So if you own a skin or a digital dress to wear with your avatar, you are not able to wear it on another one. They are working on it and probably in the next months they will be able to provide to consumers the possibility to have the, the property of a digital clothing that uh, can be employed in multiple uh, environments. And wow. also that there is the concept of digital twins. So you purchase uh, the uh, double property, physical and digital. So you can buy it physical and digital, but yes. there are different prices obviously. No, you, you purchase uh, uh, the property of both. When you, when you purchase your NFTs, the release uh, is uh, that you get the digital version and the physical version. Oh my gosh. Now, I don't know anything about how they, I have seen a lot on the internet and on Facebook and on LinkedIn about NFTs and all of the things that they're doing at different prices, like ones of a kind, maybe they're just doing 500, maybe they're just doing 100. Tell me about that. How does that work? Uh, the the uh, pricing uh, clearly is uh, different uh, between uh, each uh, drop, let's call it drop, because it, it works uh, like uh, the limited edition uh, market. Uh, the, the quantities are limited for a number of people that uh, or, uh, enter in uh, a pre-order request or uh, the company itself decides how many copies they are willing to mint in the market. In parallel, there are also those uh, marketplaces in which uh, the property can be resold to another person. And that's when the money gets made, right? Because if you have a one of a kind, the price can go up. Yes. Or if you even if you have one of 500 and you buy it, when you sell it, you can make more. Is that it? It's not automatic. They, they are not all going to rise the price in the market. It's like the stock exchange. Yeah, you when never know. <laughs> some of them will, will gain. Well, I know if Big Thinks does one, that's the one I want to buy, right? Yeah. <laughs> are you in the NFT business yet? We are. I'm actually. learning a lot. Tell me, uh, tell me, Shit. Yeah, well, uh, well, big things. Uh, we are releasing a line of collectible video and art-based NFTs using our technology. So they're inspired by various things, including pop culture, um, ancient references uh, from fiction and poetry, as well as um, what we might, uh, you know, imagine as a future that we might live in. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's an entire Nine. collection of about eight NFTs that is due for drop uh, very, very soon. Uh, we, we don't have a release date to announce yet, but we should be uh, doing so in the next 
few weeks. Okay. And how do you purchase them? Through Big Thinks? Through your website? Well, these will be available on major uh, platforms such as OpenSea and others where you're trading NFTs online. So when, once we list them, you'll be able to own an exclusive art piece of Big Thinks' technology in, in a world that is um, out of your imagination. Is there a trader's market? I mean, is, like it, like a Wall Street or a net, you know what I mean? Like, where do you go to watch all of this where it's happening? There are multiple marketplaces. Um, one, of, one of the ones that we uh, particularly like is OpenSea. SEA? So Open, yeah, SEA. That's right. Okay. So OpenSea is one of the biggest marketplaces for NFTs. Uh, that exists currently. There are several other really, really good ones as well. But generally, this is where you would go if you want okay. to buy NFTs and, and get into that whole trading. Scene. So it's a whole different Wall Street. It's called Metaverse Street, Meta, Metaverse World or whatever. What do they call those sites? What do they call the uh, open seas of the world? Well, as as of now, they're not they're not called something anywhere as exciting as that. They're generally just called <laughs> trading platforms. Trading but... platform. We got to do better than that. <laughs> World Street or something. Earth trading. <laughs> if it's for our planet, uh, or maybe you probably trademark one of those because you yeah, can send it to them. Maybe. Galaxy Earth. Earth's galaxy, I'll have to get all my uh, scientists to give me the proper names for our section of the world of the Milky Way and give it a good name and a good color and our gravity and our, <laughs> what is the background radiation of our area, <laughs> whatever happens <laughs> in that area. Okay, well, that, this is just mind boggling, isn't it? It's creating another world within a world. It really is. This is beyond games. It is. Um, it, it, it's not, uh, you know, completely stepping away from gaming. Gaming is a major, major part of it. But what's been missing in gaming until now has been true personalization. We've, we've had games that have tried to let your character choose clothing and, and change their appearance and uh, have special abilities. But this is truly personalizing the experience where your game character is not a game character, it's you. And, and your preferences are yours. Your clothing is yours. You, you can set up uh, an entire trading market with the clothing uh, that you own digitally and be able to rent it out. You can be an intermediate between brands and consumers. You can actually become your own brand. So you have, say, yeah. uh, the Melody label jewelry that's taking over the metaverse and, uh, and yes. the other people in there can, <laughs> yes, exactly. So the, the, other, the other people in there can, can come in there and purchase your jewelry. And, uh, yes. and, and yeah, and, and you can even choose to, you can choose to rent it out. So I just want to say, we'll be right back. Thank you so much, Shiv. We'll be right back. Melody Edmondson has created a book series available on Amazon.com. 
The Space of the Waist series is comprised of a body shape by a waist length and will have all the information you need to dress and accessorize beautifully. You choose yours after first buying book one, the guidebook, your fashion guide based on body shape and the space of the waist. This is a new method of determining your body shape and your waist length termed the space of the waist. You are listening to The Space of the Waste. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to thespaceofthewaste at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Yes. Welcome back to the Variety Channel, and thank you so much for tuning back in today to our show, The Space of the Waste, where we are entering an alternate reality. We are entering the metaverse. So today with Shiv and with Betty at Big Thinks, we are learning all kinds of things that I know I never knew anything about, uh, and I certainly still don't consider myself um, real aware, aware, very much aware of that world because I haven't actually gone and looked at it. So now I'm going to ask, where do I go <laughs> to see all of these avatars and all of these uh, 3D, I guess, Fabricant, would that be one of the people that does the 3D clothing? I keep seeing them advertised on uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, so where can I go to see this stuff happening? Or do you actually have to enter that world before you can see it? Well, yes, you do need to enter that world in order to buy it and use it. But if you just wanted to see examples of what that looks like, you could go onto our website, bigthings.com. You could actually go to the fabricant as well. Um, the founders of fabricant, uh, is a friend and they're doing some amazing work in the digital only space. So while we at Big Things are replicating real world clothing into 3D for digital, they're doing digital only clothing that's only designed for their space. So, um, and, and then there are others that are doing 3D clothing, digital only assets, digital jewelry. Um, for example, Nike, um, released, uh, you know, virtual shoes from a company called Artifact. And uh, Artifact is doing NFTs of Nike shoes. Uh, and that's something that you can go and see. Um, okay. As of now, if you've not entered the metaverse yet, you don't have to commit to going in, but you can see a lot of these take examples. A take a peek. Yeah, you, you can you can take a, a, a peek at, at what's in there waiting for you. And, and if it looks good enough, then by all means, jump right in. <laughs> Oh, that's all my husband needs is another another melody uh, spending spree. Uh, if I were only 30, you know, <laughs> I can't afford it. But I think it's very, very interesting that people would put so much emphasis on the social media uh, almost as an instead of their own life, maybe, or maybe as an expression of their own life. Uh, which I think is fabulous that they, that you can express yourself that way. I mean, I personally think it's a very creative art form and certainly better than 
a lot of other side roads uh, young people can get on. To me, this is all about using your creativity and expressing yourself. And I think especially, I mean, I don't happen to be shy, but I was when I was younger, I was very, very shy. And um, I was always mistaken for being a snob. I wasn't a snob at all. I was just super shy as a young, young girl, a little girl and a young woman, very, very shy. But then I moved to New York. You can't be shy there. If you're shy there, you're going to get chewed up and spit out, you know? So I made it out alive. And now I'm back out here in Arizona, way out in the boonies. <laughs> so a little more safe here. But back to the metaverse. Tell me other things about it that I don't even know to ask. Well, the metaverse is a complete alternate reality. It's an alternate life. Um, it's, it's where you go when you were are part of the life that you're living. Yes, you need to feed yourself and you need to clothe yourself and you're here, but are you really living? And that's where everyone, especially the younger generation, Gen Z is taking off to. When, when they wanna live their lives, they, they wanna ride around on rockets. They wanna uh, scoot across different planets. They wanna ride through space. They wanna um, make their own tunes and wear their own clothes and, and dance to their own beat. And this gives them an opportunity to do so. Um, you, don't, you don't have gravity. You don't have the rules that you normally follow in real life. You don't need to have stores being a, a space in a mall or a standalone building with, with walls around you. You can, you can do what you want. And this concept is not new. The metaverse concept is, uh, is just been something that's been there for ages. Second Life uh, was, was very popular as a game uh, several years ago. And the metaverse is, is nothing but that. It's, it's an alternate reality to live in. The only difference being is now we have a way to tremendously personalize it, which was missing before. And, and that's what the, the whole experience is about. So um, it's, it, there's, there's no unknowns there. It's, it's all things that you can get used to very, very quickly as soon as you step into it because mm -hmm. you've been there before. You just didn't know it. Huh. And I don't know that particular game. I'm not a gamer myself. Certainly, I have a lot of people in my family that are, even my little brother. But I do know that my masseuse, uh, Gwen Morris, used to be in a, have this game that she played where she would, she would have a garden, she would I don't know if they trade things. You know what that game was where, where she could build whatever. Like she was very into gardening and she had her plants, she had her garden, she had her house, she had her antiques. And I would see on Facebook where people would want to trade things or buy things. What was that called? Are you talking about Farmville? By maybe, maybe something like that. Was yeah. there something that wasn't a farm, but or was that the only one? Oh, there were there were so many, so um, many like that, where you had homes yeah. and gardens and created your own world. Exactly, and and they were all living in mini metaverses back okay. then. And, okay, and now that that's exactly what the metaverse is. It's that on a much larger, Large wider, way. and grander scale. 
but I know whatever she was doing, that game went away. And I mean, literally, she was so depressed. I mean, it affected her. I mean, she was very sad because that, you know, she takes care of her secret brother and, you know, had, had lost her mother and she had a lot of things going on in her life. That was like her way. She's a very creative person. And uh, her ex-husband owned a, a recording studio where they recorded Madonna and all those people in New York. And she came out here after the divorce and got into a lot of things. But her way of sort of getting away from everything was through these games where she created a world that she loved of all the things she wanted. Because as you know, you can work your you know what off and you're not gonna have enough money to uh, fly with Elon Musk up to Mars or wherever. You're just not gonna ever, you can't work your way to wealth like that. You have to uh, be geniuses like you guys. Uh, which most most people are not, but I'm just saying that alternate reality that she had, she it went away, and none of the others came back in the same way, and she lost her stuff and whatever. It was just, you know, earth shattering to her. So I think that it can actually be a very good thing for people to have that to do when they're putting out there every single thing they can put out to make money for their family and live as well as they can and still have time with their family and time for themselves and time to eat properly and take care of themselves properly, emotionally, physically, psychologically, spiritually, and in every way that some of these can be a wonderful outlet. Are there other things that your company does that we haven't touched on because we have about Oh, you know, almost uh, 20 minutes, some a little bit more than 20 minutes. And I want to make sure, uh, well, just about 20 minutes, not quite. I want to make sure I cover everything. You can talk about oh, yeah. the, the different kind Sorry. of uh, consumers, no? because uh, she, she talked about uh, the, the materials and uh, what uh, she prefers uh, we can talk about the differences uh, between uh, what uh, uh, the, the ne your nephew <laughs> can uh, can prefer because uh, uh, now we, we are uh, in the middle of uh, a, a shift between okay. the past and the present. The new okay. generations are uh, uh, more uh, inclusive. They care about diversity. They care about uh, uh, equality. So the, the brands uh, in the real markets are doing uh, marketing campaigns with a lot of uh, uh, different bodies and also uh, different kind of uh, people, starting from uh, uh, all of the uh, uh, gender uh, uh, differences. Yes, yes, very. Yeah. And they care a lot about the planet. And yeah. I think they are trying. That is all uh, the, the kind of uh, sustainability and to purchase that is linked. What is that? The, the, the willingness to purchase something uh, is also related to brand building 
that is uh, part of uh, the, the work that uh, we are doing uh, also at Amarty and Associates. Yes. Uh, we, we help brands to build up uh, uh, purpose in the market. That means uh, uh, the brands need to have uh, an open discussion with consumers who create products. And also this younger generation are taking care a lot about sustainability. So yes. it's about the fact that uh, they care about uh, transparency in uh, all uh, the, the production. Uh, an interest in uh, circular material, circularity, uh, upcycling, uh, or uh, mm -hmm. a particular material that uh, uh, comes from a process of uh, reproduction yes. or uh, it comes from a natural uh, material that was uh, uh, otherwise yes. Uh, yes yes and i've spoken to so many people like this and i have just been very very impressed by the young people that i have met i have spoken to so many people that are into sustainability i'm going to have a few months of that and uh <clears throat> people like yourself. I spoke to a woman who does gold jewelry, um, Tracy Greenan. She's going to be on the show in December and she does this beautiful gold jewelry, but she also does the um, virtual uh, jewelry and NFTs and whatnot. And just having a conversation with her about, uh, again, people and, and not just her, but there were many of them, Marcy Zaroff, who does her own sustainable company, and she has so many companies, uh, but she even grows her own cotton, you know, to do her clothes, but not all of them, but some of them, And but she's very into sustainability, and also a young girl in, um, she's actually from Africa that moved to Paris, that then moved to the UK, who has a restyle company where she buys uh, vintage clothing or she accumulates vintage clothing, many through charities, restyles them for the theater or restyles them for purchase. And then there's a gal um, who did a finish, finish um, vintage, uh, vintage application for a vintage clothing file. And now she's doing it for the United States and New York. And that's where you can get online and you can look for a certain vintage garment, a certain vintage Chanel handbag or whatever, and be able to buy it at a good price, a much better price than you would something new. And again, it's all about sustainability. That is the backbone of all of their aesthetic and their spiritual base is what can we do for the planet and our world and they are i do think like shiv said it, it is an alternate universe but i think in that universe you're going to see what they'd like to see maybe they're going to build what it is they'd like to see especially if a lot of young people are into this uh and i also spoke to a woman and i had her on the show and then i'll wrap that up uh but i had um a girl on the show that has a shoe on, Kara, Kara Mack, M-A-C, Kara Mack. And what she does is she does like three or four pairs of shoes and boots. But her whole thing is she has, uh, just like with your cell phone where you can put different covers on, she takes the heels and she's made covers 
that are, you know, very inexpensive. So you can change that boot a hundred times if you want. She does the same thing with her shoes and her sandals where you can have a strap of jewels or pearls or whatever. And she does custom sizing. It's all leather from Brazil. It's all biodegradable. There are no fake uh, core fam or whatnot in the shoes and boots. And they're absolutely beautiful and they fit gorgeous. And they're not... They're not retailing for an exorbitant price either. Uh, under $300, most everything she does, and, and much lower in some cases. But I'm just saying her whole thing is you don't need as many. You just need to change what you have. And you just don't need 900 pairs of boots, you know. I'm from the other alternate root of the universe of multiplicity. <laughs> and I keenly need to change my ways and my rhetoric to match what the younger people want. I just, you know, I grew up in the 80s and 90s and was in the business in those years. So I have an affinity toward designer clothing and the best of the best. And I wanted everything the best of the best, but that gets to be, again, I found out I couldn't afford myself and I was breaking my husband. So if you wanna be able to retire, you've got to stop doing that. And I think with lots of people, they just wanna be in another world and get away from all of the, everything about money and this and that. And I'm not saying you can't have fun, you know, in the metaverse and wear your jewelry and buy your fabricant and all of that. I think that's awesome. But I do think underneath all of that is I'm going to do that instead of actually spend my money on that. And I'm going to educate my child the best I can. And I'm going to use sustainable carpeting or wood floors, and I'm not going to be buying 5,000 designer dresses that end up in landfill. I think there is underneath that a very moral um, integrity from these younger people. And uh, I know because I have nieces and nephews of that age, and they are higher octaves in many ways. They're a higher octave of much higher octave of my generation, I will say, uh, speaking for myself. So, First in manufacturing, uh, now there is a, a huge problem of uh, the rising cost of logistics and also the inflation. And the 3D solutions, uh, like uh, uh, trying to uh, build up the product before entering in production, uh, allows uh, to the companies to save uh, a lot of money and uh, continuing uh, the creativity process between the designers uh, and the, the production offices, uh, the suppliers, uh, all the supply chain. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm, I'm reading about it. I am. I am. I'm reading about it. And I'm, I'm glad it's happening. Speaking to that a little bit, that, that's something that actually we are doing as well. Because when we do retail and we get all this data about the consumer, uh, we are able to feed that back into the supply chain. And, and, while, and since we're talking about sustainability, um, what this data ends up doing is allowing designers for the brands to design better because they know how the customer's body shapes are changing. Yes. So they, they yes. know if they need to adjust the waistline, they need to make exactly. the waist shorter or longer. They need to know, uh, they know uh, if they're not designing to hourglass figures anymore. 
they also know in which geographies what consumers are shaped like because yes. if, if if they're manufacturing a product that's going to go out to the US and to the UK and to Sweden and to China Japan, and India Japan, and Japan or, yeah yeah and 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 the consumers are not shaped the same way in all no. these other places so they need to be able to tweak their design so that's what we're enabling for them so uh, we enable them to better design their products that's right we also use this data to be able to improve manufacturing and logistics now um in the manufacturing side of things they actually can manufacture only a mix of products that is actually going to sell so if they know that the consumer base is a 50% size 10 30% size 14 20% size 6 and um uh, and like 5% is size 0 they only manufacture those sizes and they only match manufacture as much volume as is actually going to sell out so you don't end up having clothing going into the that's lines. right and that is what and, drew me to you is because you're helping solve the fit problem exactly and and then it actually improves logistics and distribution as well yes because while you're also getting this data what we're collecting is what, the kind of data um on what people like to wear so it's not personal it's not about what you like to wear but generally in your area uh, or your state are people wearing more reds than blues are they wearing more yellows than purples um this is the kind of data that you can get you mm-hmm. uh, data on color on fit on styles that oh, are generally fabulous. popular and fabulous. now you not only ship the mix of sizes that is actually going to sell you actually um, you actually ship the mix of designs in the particular size ranges that are actually going to sell which means at the end of the season um you don't have uh, full shelves you don't need to go into sales and overall over time this will enable fashion brands to bring down the costs especially Absolutely. with fast fashion because fashion brands let's face it they they make 50% of their revenues in the first 6 months that products are mm-hmm. yes and much of it is um going to uh cologne and makeup and everything else the when they buy in the I'm sorry yeah absolutely so say so yeah, from um basically the you you end up selling the mix that is actually going to sell out that's that's the whole point that i was trying to make the, and it's tremendously more sustainable for fashion brands yeah oh because yes. because you you still you make your money back faster you can have shorter seasons and cycles yes and your consumer is happier buying less and wearing yes. it long yes and you'll key in to those good sizings or those good silhouettes and you can repeat the silhouettes because some people like myself look good in only a few silhouettes okay i'm getting nudged that i have to shut up soon so i'll just say that that has been something that has been something that has always been a sore spot with me is that when you get on a great silhouette continue to do it continue to do it in many colors many patterns many prints because 
women will repeat by that silhouette in different colors and different fabrics and different for winter, spring, summer, and fall, because your body shape, your bone structure, which is why I use bone structure, isn't going to change. You're not going to get long-waisted if you're short-waisted. You're not going to have narrow shoulders if you have broad shoulders. And if you find something that works, you want to stick with it. And with that, I have one minute to go. And I'll just say it used to be that you could not go in and buy exactly what you wanted to buy. Even if you knew you were going to sell one size two, one six, one eight, and 12 12s and 23 24s, they wouldn't let you buy that way. The manufacturer wouldn't let you do it. And many of them even had pre-packs that you'd have to buy even if you didn't want to. And I'm so glad that for other buyers out there in the world, uh, in this generation will not have that to deal with like I did. Because even when I worked hard to know exactly what I needed, the only way we could do it was to go overseas and make our own clothes, which is exactly what we did as a buying office. And we were very, very expensive, very, very excess- successful at that at Specialty Stores Association. Okay, I have to go. And thank you so much, Betty and Shiv, for being on the show. Big thanks. Be sure you check them out on the website, everybody. These are, this is a wonderful, fabulous company, and I am so glad I got to hold you. I saw Betty on uh, LinkedIn, and that's how all of this got started. I started seeing her posts and chatting with her, and it led me into a whole new alternate reality, and I'm so glad. Thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you. Thank Come you. back Thank and see you. us soon when you're doing jewelry. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for listening to The Space of the Waste. Please join host Melody Edmondson again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next time.